Hey guys, it's James Chester here. You're listening to the Gather Round the Lamp podcast by underagaslitlamp.com. Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast. Aimed in towards Archer! That's a fabulous header! He's again the Targums, banished the flick on. Gather round villains and welcome back to Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast produced by underagaslitlamp.com. After last week's FA Cup horror show, we'll discuss the positive reaction on Friday night against Leeds. Have a glance at the transfer window and look forward to the trip to Southampton this Saturday. I'm An- I'm your host Andy and today I'm joined by Craig. Yes, hello Andy, hello listener. I am Craig Starrod at Craig Starrod on Twitter. It is good to be back. Uh, very much enjoyed the show last week with the uh, return of the prodigal son, Mark Jarovi and uh, of course Daniel. Um, but glad to be back here with you Andy uh, in, 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 in the pod seat. It's like a comfy pair of slippers this. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, nice, nice to have you back. Much earned week week off, I think, Craig. For you. <laughs> um, Leeds United at home on, on Friday night provided a bit of a uh, a bit of a welcome boost after the the previous two games at, at Villa Park, which were a mixed bag to say the least. Um, there was only one change from from the Wolves game, uh, with Ramsey coming in to replace Matt, Matty Cash in midfield. Um, Moreno started on the bench, the new signing, um, but came came on probably a lot earlier than than he expected to, as Luca Dean uh, sustained a nasty looking shoulder injury, and of course, for one for Craig was the the lesser spotted marvelous Nakamba taking his place on the bench um, because of you know a series of injuries really. My um, marvelous goldfish having one last hurrah at Villa Park. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We'll wait and see what happens with him. It's seems to have vanished into the background somewhat. Um, but we, we we barely had time to draw breath as a, a lightning break in the first couple of minutes involving Ashley Young and Bubakar Kamara set up Leon Bailey for a trademark left-footed shot into the top bins. Um, it was the, the perfect start, really, and, and ideal for Leon Bailey, who um, really needed to put that, that Wolves miss behind him, and he, and he certainly did that. Um what do you, you know? What do you make of um, the the start? Obviously, the goal, superb move, really, um, and also this this new tactic we seem to have um, have deployed of of kicking towards the halt end in the first half. Well, actually, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, this new kicking towards the halt end. I think that the the idea that you could perhaps have the match won in some instances with the with the, with an early goal and an early couple of goals has happened I think in the Brentford game and certainly against Manchester United we scored early as well Leon Bailey scoring early again here against Leeds it really sets you up for success and um, it's also um, it's also uh, my my uncle uh, who I who who I had a season ticket with and my, my me and my dad and my uncle had season tickets for years he always liked it when they swapped because he always believed that we would concede a late goal <laughs> at the uh, at, at, at that end of the pitch so he always liked it when we, we swapped tens so he always had a bit of a, a hoodoo about it but whatever works whatever works the idea that we could potentially get into to leads have something to defend into you know playing into the 
into the whole end. Obviously, the players have chosen to do this, um, and 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 it motivates them. So 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 good for them. In terms of the goal, it was probably about as crisp and clean a, ta- a counter attack as you'll ever see. Um, the first bit of credit I, I want to give is to Ashley Young um, because that ball there is really difficult to do not in terms of the technique to play that cross field ball from there but 99 times out of 100 a defender just hacks that clear don't they Andy they they smash it down the line everyone goes out 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 they try and get their line and reset but actually the fact that he takes that half second he has a look around he sees the run of 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 there's two runs going on Bailey has done a run down the the the, the right wing and also uh, Kamara's done his run and Kamara's in bags of space the fact that he takes an extra second there to pick out Kamara is just absolutely wonderful and that's the difference this isn't me having a go at Matty Cash but that's the difference between having a, a real elite footballer like Ashley Young and a really kind of specialised you know, athletic kind of defense, tigerish defense, defensive defender, if you like, in in, in Matty Cash. Um, Ashley Young has the quality to spot that ball. I'm not sure Matty Cash does, with all due respect to him. And then the touch from Kamara is the second thing that you that you should look for in that goal. The way he takes that ball in his stride, I think we have other players maybe whose first touch isn't so adept that would have to take a touch and then you lose half a second and it allows Lees to recover. But the fact that Kamara takes that ball in his stride and, and doesn't really break um, break his momentum and, and, and rushes forward. And then obviously has the, the composure there to pick out Leon Bailey. Also, small shout out to Luca Dean for the overlap run which actually creates a bit more space in the box for both Kamara and Bailey, ultimately. And then Bailey, as you say, he puts his Wolves miss behind him and just spanks it into the top corner, giving the keeper absolutely no chance. I mean, it, it, it was really a beautiful, beautiful goal. How did it feel? Uh, had, you even, had you even sat down and finished your bolty pie there yet, Andy? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, absolutely. I was sat down and um, not expecting... Not really expecting such a quick start. I, I kind of expected Leeds to to really sort of push us back, and I, I think that's what if we hadn't have got that break, that's what would have happened. I think they were very much coming to to plan the front foot, as you know, the rest of the, certainly the rest of the first half um, illustrated, and um, it was it was really good. I think I think it just showed that that you know Villa Villa had that intent, or they but they knew they knew that. Um, you know these opportunities for 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 a counter attack like that would be would be very much on. Um, I just I just wanted to I mean you know we can talk about Leon Bailey um, in a bit if you like, but what I do want to talk about Kamara because I put something on our group group chat that um, he's the best Villa midfielder since Ian Taylor, and I've missed a few out there as was pointed out to me. Um, I think, but. Um, He's just delightful, isn't he? On the ball, and also, also, um, you know, off, you know, out of possession as well. The way he kind of, you know, hones in on players, um, wins the ball back. Uh, he's so alive to danger. He's so alive to to what's going on. But the other side of the game we saw in this as well, that turn of pace to just just kind of rocket through the midfield, almost. Sort of Steven Gerrard esque, really. The way he he kind of you know moved the ball forward um, with that run, and, and and you know just just had to find find the the striker then, and and he did that 
did that really well. But you know, you know, are we going to have difficulty keeping hold of this guy? Do you think? Yes, <laughs> it's the short <laughs> answer. Um, yeah, he is now perhaps. Um, other than Martinez, it's funny. I was, I was messaging my um, my mate, who's a Marseille fan, uh, earlier today, um, just asking him about Guendouzi. And uh, the first thing he wrote back is, "Stop stealing our midfielders," because <laughs> this would be the third one after uh, Sanson and, of course, uh, Kamara. Um, but back to back to Kamara. Yeah, I, I said to I said to my my Marseille mate, I said um, he's now our best player, other than Martinez. I think he's he's gone to that level so quickly where I look at him and I think, okay, you are now our, <laughs> our best outfield player. I think Martinez is still number one overall, but Kamara's number two and he's not been there five minutes and he's also still a kid. So the the the, the truth is it looks like, Kamara, obviously anything can happen and, and things do happen. We see footballers have injury or they, they sometimes have personal problems. Lots of things can happen to stop someone from fulfilling their potential. But he's already a fully capped French international, probably would have gone to the World Cup had it not been for that untimely injury earlier this season. Um, this is a player that you can see starting for any of the top clubs in the world, not going to and sitting on the bench like our old mate Jack. I'm talking about starting in two or three years. He can start for Man City. He could start for Liverpool. He could probably start for Liverpool today. Their midfield's in a, in a shambles. Um, he could start for Juventus. He could start for Real Madrid. He could start for Bayern Munich, so on and so forth. This is that level of player. So if we want if, 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 if to hold on to him, we'll have to make rapid progress because I imagine he will want Champions League football sooner than later. If we can't hold on to him, I think it's one of those where you just kind of have to in, enjoy and 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 just just enjoy him while we have him, and 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 hopefully he helps push us to the the places we want to go. Yeah, it was very interesting because uh, you know clearly it was it was a, a hell of a coup, coup, wasn't it, to get him in the first place? Given yeah, Atletico Madrid were interested amongst others. I know he'd been linked with Manchester United um, over the last couple of seasons as well, um, and not to mention the club he was playing at is is playing in Europe as well. So. You know, you, you kind of it's it it was a real kind of um moment, I think, to get him. And I think because it was a, a free transfer, um, you know, and it was early in the window and all that, I think it really went under the radar. I think it was it was one of those that no one really looked at and you know, we come to the start of this season and, and Kamara's playing in our midfield and no one really knows who he is or how to judge him really. But I think people are going to find out over the next, um, you know, weeks and months, just how just how good he is, and he's, you know, he he is kind of like you say, he's outshining a, a lot of players. I say that, I mean, that sounds like he's he's competing with players around him. He's 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 really adding to 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 what we already have and and taking us onto another level in that midfield. I think, um, and it is so good to have a have a guy. There, such a dominant player, and he's he is only going to get better, isn't he? If we can keep him for the next couple of seasons, maybe I think I think he could. He, I mean, he could, you know, he could he could really take us places. I think in in, in that midfield because I think he's going to be he's he's going to be superb. Um, but what about um, what about the finish from Bailey as well? We didn't uh, we didn't get your your thoughts on the Wolves miss last week, but. Um, 
Did, have you made up I, for it? I now? agreed with I agreed with what you said, Andy. The, the Wolves miss wasn't quite as bad as everyone made out, um, and the I saw the crying thing was apparently due to uh, Bailey had, had, had recently lost a friend or something, and he was planning to dedicate a goal to to that friend. I read. I don't know how true that is. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I read that somewhere on Twitter, so it may may not be <laughs> true. But the miss was not that bad. It's the last minute. Bailey's tired as hell. He's done a long, long busting run. He's got around the keeper. Unfortunately, he just didn't have the the the, the gas left in the tank to take the extra. I think if he takes an extra touch, he, he can roll that in. But easier said than done. He probably thought he could roll it in. He was off balance, and it, and it, and it, and it, and he and he dragged it wide. I think it was unfortunate, obviously, um, but. These things, these things happen. I mean, we've seen you know great, greater players than the arm Bailey miss easier chances than that. I mean, it, it happens, and 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 we move on, and we still got a draw, and the, the result was no disaster. So I, I wasn't too you know overwhelmed with it, but to see him return to, to to form there, and that's a much harder chance actually. He's 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 done his his old drop the shoulder, and he's just bent it into the top corner, as you say, which is not a straightforward finish by any means but he made it look very easy so glad he's back in the goals also I guess he gets an assist does he for that for the Brendia goal as well which we'll talk about in a minute certainly if he doesn't get an assist that the goal was was down to him and his his excellent shot so Bailey is a player that is is still I think finding his feet um and what we can say for sure is when he's on it and when he has these moments of magic, he is actually unstoppable. Already scored big goals against Manchester United, already scored against Manchester City. Uh, he is someone who who is worth us being patient with and worth worth us persevering with as a fan base. Yeah, I think I think that's 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 very true. The, the other thing I'd like to say is that that's probably three different positions he's played in this this season. Obviously he played um, he plays mostly on that right hand side, doesn't he? Um, cutting in onto his left foot, and he scored, you know, two or three goals from that from that position. Um, but he's also played. I think in he played he played on the on the left hand side um, at, when uh, in the couple of games that Danks took, um, where we we really went back to basics, and he he played on the on the left, and Watkins played on the right. Um, and he he was excellent then as well. He was, he, you know, I, uh, that was the game where I, I did liken him to Tony Daly and that just that real kind of pacey sort of buccaneering uh, style down that down that side. And he has also played in the forward positions as well since Emery's come in. He, he played in, in a slightly different role um, on Friday. So he he's he's actually starting to show that. Wherever he plays, he's quite versatile and he's still very effective. Um, he he scores goals and creates goals and chances from 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 wherever he seems to play in that in that sort of front line um, or the wide areas. So, um, yeah, and I th- I felt as well. You know what I'm seeing is um, is a more of of a willingness to put the work in. That was something that was certainly. Um, Leveled at him certainly last season when he was in and out with injury. Anyway, um, it's one of these kind of it's almost a kind of a lazy criticism of him really that he doesn't do the running um, wherever that that kind of trope comes from. But he's he's putting the work in now. He was up and down that touchline and 
you know, supporting his fullback, um, you know, very much kind of playing with Ashley Young there, and and um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was, he was, he was excellent. Yeah, and and I think that this is this is also. Let's be fair to Leon Bailey. He has been with us for less than two seasons, and there's a lot of players in this boat as well. If we're going to be reasonable about it, three different managers already in less than two seasons, a season and a half really. Three different managers, three wildly different systems. Smith's system was very different from Gerard's system. is very different from Emery's system, and Emery seems to have about 12 of them. So there's lots of that. Moving to a new country, moving to a new city, settling into Birmingham, all those other things that we don't really talk about too much when when professional players um, move move clubs. All of that kind of upheaval in in his in his in terms of his his career. Lots of injuries as well. So. It hasn't been great all the time from Bailey, and I think some of the the defensive work or lack of defensive work that you that you talk to talk about there, Andy. I think some of that was was fitness related. I'm just not sure he had the legs. Um, but there's one thing for sure, anyway. If anyone is concerned about Bailey's defensive output, Emery will not pick players in his team who do not do what they're supposed to do. So it, it's just as simple as that. Um, Bailey has grown into probably our, our most important attacking player at this point in time. And um, and and we have to actually help him and support him. And, and we do that, I think, through the transfer market. Emery's already talked about bringing in an additional uh, um, uh, forward and we're going to need a, a, a wide player. Sorry, uh, we're going to need more wide players and forwards in the building to, to help support him. But yeah, I think I think with Bailey... Again, there's enough. There's enough signs out of all those signings uh, that that have come in, and, and and some of them have underwhelmed. Bailey has shown probably the, the brightest flashes, probably out of all of them for me. Yeah, he's a real he's a real talent, isn't he? He's, he's so exciting to watch, and when you sort of watch him in watching him in the ground, there's a, definitely an electricity when he gets on the ball, like th- that feeling that something is going to happen. Similar to guys like Tony Daly. Ashley Young in his in his pomp, um, Daly and Atkinson, Dwight York, people like that. Where you know when when they when they got on the ball, wherever they were on the field, um, you felt like something was going to happen. Um, we'll talk about the, the the second goal in a bit, but certainly he he created that that chance out of very little really, and it's that kind of thing that you know that we need from him really because there isn't a lot else of that in within the team. Um, and he's certainly a, certainly a, you know, I think I think it's certainly worth persevering with him. Um, having said that, I think he's I think he is producing the goods now, and and you know I can see him getting how many goals has he got? Four or five this season. I can see him, you know, at least breaking double figures. Um, which w- which would be a reasonable return for his second season, I think. Well, my beautiful baby boy Anwar is still <laughs> out there <laughs> as the only uh, Aston Villa winger to have uh, to have scored more than ten goals since, or ten goals in the Premier League since Ashley Young was in his pump over ten years ago. So yeah, he has this season Leon Bailey. Ooh, I think four goals, four Premier League goals. Let me see. Yeah. So yeah, so not. <laughs> you know, not overwhelming, but certainly a decent place to start. So if he if he does another four, and uh, he, he'll he'll get he could he could get to double figures. I mean he is 
he is moving in that direction. And also, again, there is a mitigating circumstances. Uh, Steven Gerrard's team couldn't score in a month of Sundays and... Um, and things are a little bit different now. So I think even even Erling Haaland may have struggled to score in uh, the Steven Gerrard system. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um but another player we, we, we got we got to see, um a bit a bit more of than we expected probably was was Alex Moreno, who had only been in the country I think a couple of days. As mentioned, he he, he played more more of the game you know, because Luca Dean picked up that that nasty injury. I think you said it was looked like a dislocated shoulder. Right? It did to me. I I don't see that they've said anything. There's been no update from Villa, as far as I can tell. No, recording on Sunday night, so maybe there's uh, there's news of that to come in the next couple of days. But hopefully, hopefully it won't be too bad. Otherwise, we might need another left back, Craig. Um, <laughs> but um, he he certainly came on and uh, you know showed some good intent. Probably took a little while to attune to the the pace of the game, um, but clearly, you know, he was making attempts to 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 work moves down the down that side with Ramsey and Buendia on the left hand side there, um, and he made an absolutely superb block to um, to clear after um, Martinez had been had been rounded and the the goal it looked like a, a certain goal. He got back, made the run back and. And cleared the ball away. Um, much better second half though. looked looked more up to the pace, and he was he was breaking forward, creating some chances. I think he had a couple of couple of attempts to score himself, made some runs into the penalty area. Um, but considering he has only kind of just arrived in the country, um, how would you rate Moreno's debut and 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 what he will he will hopefully bring to the team for the rest of the season? Well, I felt horrible for him in the first half when he when he came on, not even warm. You know, probably hadn't fully digested his uh, his uh, his airline food from the flight over, and um, and and all of a sudden he's in at the at the, at the Pack Villa Park on a Friday night with a with a with a, a Leeds side who are absolutely relentless. Probably the hardest pressing, hardest running team in the Premier League. Probably the fastest game he's 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 ever played in or one of the fastest games he's ever played in. And he's supposed to acclimatize, you know, like that. And it's completely unforgiving. And um I think that he looked bewildered and unsure in the first half. For, which is not a critique, by the way. That is completely understandable. He hasn't even had two training sessions in England yet. And again, Leeds is is maybe the worst team to, to, to come in against. You want to probably start with a team who's going to be less intense than that. But I have to say in the second half, my, 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 did he, did he start to settle? And not only does he have some incredible speed, not to mention the, the goal cleared off the line, Andy, um, the 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 the, uh, the the speed that he has in the attacking intent. Now this is just from the second half of football, but it reminded me somewhat of of kind of 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 Robertson for Liverpool. He was getting so high, so wide. He was getting shots in, and he became an additional forward player, which is really really exciting because he has also there was also no no point where he was getting caught upfield. He seemed to have the recovery pace and the athleticism to really get up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, so moving forward, you can see what Emery was talking about when he said, I needed a player of a different profile to strengthen the squad. You can see that he has, uh, Moreno that is, a completely different profile to Luca Dean, a completely different way of moving and passing the ball than Luca Dean. And that... Um, 
and that this does give us a new dimension potentially moving forward in terms of having him to rely upon. And he also seems to have the skill set to play wide left. Um, so there could also be a scenario, I think you mentioned last week on, on, on the pod, Andy, where they also play together. So it's not necessarily curtains for Luca Dean, although based on some reports today, Andy, he is our top paid player on 160-odd grand a week. And you might think that... Uh, <laughs> that might not be something that you want your second choice left back on if it does become an either or situation. No, absolutely. That, that would be, uh, that'd be different. That's, that sounds, that sounds a bit, a bit out to me, but um, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Was that a telegraph source? It was, wasn't it? Was I I don't know. I, I, I shared it in the group, group chat. Yeah. Our, our pal, James, James Rushton, um, had some thoughts and lots of people are anyway the the the, the, the I'll, I'll try and tweet it out i'll try and retweet it on on my timeline at craig storage so you can check it out yourself see what you think about the uh the potential list of highest played players at aston villa yeah but um i mean it, it was obviously unfortunate for 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 luca dean he did look like just in those first few minutes like he was being targeted a little bit um down that side maybe just trying to get after him a little bit defensively um, but yeah, he's he's obviously gone over quite quite nasty there and and um, done something to his shoulder. I know he's um, he's uh, been uh, he's a, he's a he's a um, prolific Instagrammer. He's Luca Dean, um, and I think he's uh, he's put a few pictures up when he looks like he's got his his arm in a sling, which is no oh surprise. But hopefully, you know, hopefully it's not it's not a really long one. But it might just give Moreno chance to um, bed down a little bit quicker and I, I I agreed with everything you, you you said there Craig I thought I thought he did look really really energetic going forward but I also th- thought that positionally as well defensively he he looked he looked really on it he looked really uh really sharp and really tuned in in that second half and um it really bodes well I think I feel like this is um this could be a, a, a positive signing and I say that advisedly because <laughs> I've said that a few times after uh, a player's debut um, that it's uh, it looks like a good one. But I think uh, I think he's uh, he, I think he is a um, you know a, a good find. I wonder if it's someone that that maybe Emery has been uh, been looking at for for a while anyway, uh, sort of working in Spain with Villarreal, and maybe he was he was someone he he would have liked to have taken there, but. Um, I'm glad glad we got him. I think he's going to be a a really excellent member of the squad, and he looks he, you know he looks really up for it. Um, and lucky not to score as well. I thought he, he had a couple of chances. Certainly could have had an assist. Was it? I, I can't remember. I think he, I think he got down the left once, and he looked like he was in that position where he might sort of swing across in, but he just looked up and laid a pass into Danny Ings, and I thought. That's new. <laughs> That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, along the deck, yeah. <laughs> yeah Rather than uh, trying to cross it to him where he's not got a, a prayer of receiving it. Yeah, I yeah. I noticed that as well. And it was like, a, oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's, he's got his head up, which um, is, is amazing for a fullback at, at Villa. But yeah, so, you know, really good, really good early signs. You know, made a good first impression, I think. And the crowd stuck with him, you know, when he was kind of struggling a bit in the first half as you'd expect really and uh yeah it was a, it was a it was a good debut a good good game for him to come into i think like you say i think in terms of intensity it was probably a good benchmark for him to start with that because it won't always be 
be quite that that um, that intense, I think, um, for him. But no, Leeds is Leeds are Leeds are, Leeds are exceptional. I know you don't like Leeds, Andy, but I will just <laughs> give a quick word for them. I thought that they were really, really impressive. I I was bemused as to why they've been struggling so badly. Well, I no, I'm not bemused. They they have a horrible defence and concede. Villa looked like scoring every time we went forward, which is obviously their problem. But they um they were the better team for sure for me. I think uh, what uh, the Leeds definitely can feel hard done by not getting some out of the game and um and um whatever they're they're doing, it was it was certainly. Exciting, at least it was definitely good entertainment value. If 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 nothing else, if a little chaotic. Yeah, that um, the lad is it is it Nonto on the on the uh, on the left hand side. He he pronto he just, Nonto. Yeah, he he gave Ash he gave Ashley Young a real <laughs> a real torrid <laughs> time. I thought Young stood stood up to him quite well, but he certainly did did get in um, two or three times as well. And um, he looks like a real real quality player. I think he's going to be. Um, whether he'll be at Leeds that long, I don't know. I think he's going to be, be um, you know, he's going to have a few a few big clubs after him soon. Um, but yeah, it was an impressive performance, like you say, and we we, we probably were fortunate to be ahead at half time. Um, but Villa came came more into the game in in the second half, um, and another like we say, another excellent piece of play from from Bailey. Um, Messier could only sort of parry the the fierce shot back into the path of Emi Buendia, who looped the header back over the keeper into the net. Um, it seemed to take an age to go in, and then obviously we looked round and the the flag had gone up for offside. Um, but VAR obviously um, got involved and and correctly overturned it. He was about three or four yards onside, I think, uh, when he headed it, or when well, sorry when Bailey um, put the shot in. Um, Buendia played more centrally more in a number 10 position um, probably struggled to get into the game in the first half um, but definitely more involved second half and the performance level seemed to improve with the, the boost of confidence from that goal um, it's two goals in three games now for, for Buendia so do you think we're starting to see something a bit more substantial from him to go with some of the hype yeah, absolutely. I think that everything that we said earlier about Bailey in terms of, you know, three managers coming in, in the, before he's he's had time to really even catch his breath, um, all of those things settling into a new club, record signing pressure on, on Buendia's shoulders, also replacing Jack Grealish, at least in terms of taking his, his number and, 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 and being the, the new... Uh, person that Villa were looking to in terms of the creativity and the creative hub. And then uh, Buendia had an additional wrinkle, uh, which Bailey didn't have to deal with, in that Gerard literally replaced him and chopped him to the bench. Um, uh, after five minutes, Coutinho was brought in and they'd played together only a handful of times. And Buendia was sat on the bench for months on end, Andy, even though Coutinho's performances did not necessarily warrant him being in ahead of uh, ahead of ahead of uh, Buendia, so and that's also one of the things that that started to 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 make fans question Gerard and his judgment. Actually, the kind of favoritism showed to Coutinho. So Buendia has not had a smooth run either, but again, in a more settled side with more settled instructions, we know the talents there, 
And um, I thought that was a, a really beautiful header. And, and, and second, first half, I think he also badly struggled. So did many Villa players. Louise didn't have a great first half. Ramsey didn't have a great first half, so on and so forth. Um, but Buendia really came into, in, came into his own in the second half. And again, popping up with those kind of goals. He scored a goal there against Spurs, as you said, um, in the 2-0 win. He scored a, a, a good goal there uh, against um, against Leeds on Friday with the header. So it's really it does all go well for the second half of the season, and also Brendia can 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 rest easy now that 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 this team under this manager is going to be selected on form. So if Brendia is playing well, he's going to get picked. He doesn't have to worry about the manager picking someone ahead of him because he's his mate. Yeah, that is that is very true. I mean, I was certainly one of the one of the ones who was um, in favour of Coutinho playing to start with, certainly because. I just thought he was a better player, and he and he was he was he was producing at first, but obviously that tailed off. And and this season, um, and in fairness, I think um, well certainly since since Gerard's gone, Buendia has been in the side, hasn't he? And you know he has been the the, the main man in again in 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 a couple of different positions. Um, played played more of the number ten, and and he, he you know he didn't he wasn't really in the game. I mean, you know. One or two touches really in the first half, um, but second half was much better. And 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 the one thing about him is that, you know, again as we said about Bailey, he puts the work in, he puts the shift in, he, he does, you know, he does win the ball back. He's very good at that. He's very tenacious, um, and I think, you know, on 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 balance at the moment, he's certainly earning his his place in the side. But we want to see this this. You know, to be a number ten in the Premier League, and certainly if you're looking to be a top half team in the Premier League, number tens create goals and and score goals on a regular basis. Um, and if he wants to, if he wants to play in that position, you know, at a club that's that's looking to get in the top half, he has to be doing that regularly. And now, hopefully, this is a sign that we're starting to see that. And I imagine it's due to a bit of a bit of tactical work, a bit of technical work um, behind the scenes, you know, putting him in um, into better positions, um, making sure he is there for for these kind of situations where the ball comes out and he's 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 Johnny on the spot, and he he, he certainly was. It was it was a really tricky header as well. It you know it looked like a really scrappy finish, and I suppose it was really, but to get you know to 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 send it back the way it came. Um, you know, he's not a big man, is he? You know, he has scored a couple of headers, actually. Hasn't he? Uh, he has. He, he had a, a great one last season against uh, Everton um, yeah. at the near post. He's actually very good in the air. He's he's just obviously a bit of a miniature person yeah. in terms of in terms of uh, physical stature for Premier League. Um, it says it says he's five eight here on his uh, on his Wikipedia. I'm not sure I'm buying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the chant, he's five foot seven, but um, you know that's probably more more accurate or, or, or smaller. But you know, everyone has an inch or two on their description, don't they, Andy? That's true. That's true. I don't need. I'm, six foot five is <laughs> enough for me. Um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's 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 a couple of important goals as well. I think you know that both the goals recently have been effectively winners, haven't they? And um, the goal he scored earlier in the season against Everton was a winning goal in the end as well. 
Um, so he's he's scoring those 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 vital goals, isn't he? And we just need to see it. You know that the goals and assists sort of tallies uh, increasing over the second half of the season, and and if he does that, he'll win me over. And I find him. I've 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 found him very frustrating to watch. I have to say in the you've, in the eighteen you've, you've mentioned so. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's um, only started eleven games this season. Yeah. So that's not an amazing amount of games. That's he scored three Premier League goals. If we look at probably the standout number ten in the league at the minute, who scored today as well is is Odegaard, and he's got eight this season, um, and that's with seventeen starts. So six more starts for Odegaard, five more goals. Obviously, also Odegaard is is playing in a better team. Uh, than 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 Buendia is so it's it's not obviously three goals in 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 eleven starts is not um, you know anything that's going to set the world on fire but it's not bad one one goal one goal in every four games there or there or thereabouts to to quote Steve Bruce is not terrible but he does need to up those numbers I agree yeah yeah well, hopefully this is the start of things and he certainly gave him a a huge boost I have to say it was a bit of a strange situation to 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 have kind of to be celebrating a goal <laughs> about sort of 30 seconds after the the ball had hit the net um uh not not had that situation yet Didn't. where for Villa where um, the goal's been given after it's been disallowed um but it's an, it's interesting it's it's certainly the right decision so from that point of view it's it was it was good Didn't Man United get a, pe- a penalty after the final whistle had gone uh, once upon a time, I remember that. Well, what that I particularly <laughs> that yeah, they did. Yeah, the, well, they also got an interesting goal yesterday. But we're not talking about Man United. Uh, what I particularly enjoyed was the uh, the finger wag from uh, Buendia towards the linesman after he saw it. You know, it was like yeah. no, 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 that's a goal. And yeah. he was right. He was. He, he it wasn't even close. He was. He was well onside. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I think there might have been um, someone. Uh, a player possibly Ings over the other side um, who may have been just ahead but as we know from the United game um, if you're not interfering with play um, you're fine <laughs> you, you can stand offside if you want to and even run towards the ball um, but uh, <laughs> anyway that's again uh, a reference to the Man United game yesterday Um but yeah, good, good, really good stuff, and and Villa managed to 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 hold on and see the game out. Um, it was a it was a good kind of defensive performance, really. Um, certainly good to have the A team back in terms of Mings, uh, Martinez, and 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 Conza there at the back. Um, Martinez as well made a made an absolute world class save from from Harrison in the first half. Absolutely no idea how how he. <laughs> We kept that out. Um, I think Harrison will be disappointed that he hasn't scored there. But um, really good save again from from Martinez, um, and we held out well uh, despite the, the the late Bamford goal and and the, and the pressure that that followed from that. Um, but these three Mings, Conter, and Martinez have been kind of the mainstay really over the past three seasons under the three different managers. Again, um, they appear to be. Are providing a a really solid foundation now for Emery as well, um, but what do you what do you make of Esri Konza's recent performances? Given how he was performing probably about a year ago, um, in the second half of last season, 
Um, we we were very critical of him on here after that Spurs game in particular, where he effectively gave away all four goals, pretty much. Um, yeah. How how do you rate his kind of his kind of sort of return to form um, over the last few weeks? Well, it's 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 encouraging um, because I I felt that maybe he just needed a change of scenery. Maybe it was time for him to move on because you know. Once you've seen a player do it, I guess I guess this is the thing that you're talking about, kind of with Brendier and Bailey. We've never seen them do it consistently for Villa, so you're not sure it's there. With Konza, we've seen it. We've seen him do it consistently for Villa. We've seen him be part of Aston Villa's most clean sheet having uh, <laughs> a team in in Premier League history. So we've seen it from Konza, and the fact that he slipped so far far down had me questioning all sorts of things. I was like, is is it a fitness thing? Is it just you know time to to, to go? Sometimes players do need a, a change of scenery, um, but the fact that he has come back to this kind of level tells me this is perhaps more about the previous incumbent and the job that he was asking the players to do that lots of them perhaps were not comfortable with or able to do. Um, whereas now in the Emery system, where he has a lot more protection, that's Konza, that is, and Mings, they have a lot more protection. They have two sitters in front of them rather than the one uh, with uh, Kamara and Louise, you know, sitting deep for, for, for large parts. And also the wingers doing a lot more help to, to to block some of those gaps. There's far less spaces for teams to exploit now, far less grass um, to keep it simple for Mings and Konza to cover. And when they're playing next to each other like that, they 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 almost have a telepathic understanding now. They've played so many games together in the Premier League over a course of the seasons, and it's and it's it's really good to see because although Esri Konza has not necessarily um, kicked on like we, we we thought he would. We we were expecting bids, weren't we? We were expecting kind of 30, 40 million pound bids. There was links with Tottenham. There was certainly uh, uh, um, some, some, some confirmed reports that he was kind of on a standby list for a couple of Gareth Southgate's England squads. Uh, didn't quite make the cut. So this was someone we were really expecting to kick on and it just didn't happen. So while I don't think he's necessarily kicked on any further than what he was before, I will say he's definitely gone back to 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 his old level. And so now I guess the next question is Andy, can he kick on that next step or is this just is this just where he is? And where he is 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 good enough for a mid-table Aston Villa side, don't get me wrong. But is this all he has Andy do you think or do you think maybe there's a bit more? Well, I mean first of all, I I, I was quite keen to talk about him because I I thought it was his best game for a long long time and he was my kind of my man of the match. I was watching him a little bit um against Leeds and he was kind of my man of the match. I thought he was I thought he was excellent and I th- I feel with these two with Mings and Konza I get that kind of um feeling of feeling of kind of comfort and reassurance. I think they're like you say they're obviously very used to playing with each other now. They they're a good partnership. Um they've had their moments you know, and like we say, there may be sort of other circumstances. It might not not be just as simply down to, you know, either one of their sort of form. It's maybe what they were being asked to do, and now they're playing in a system for a manager who makes it very very clear what's expected and and doesn't want to complicate things for his defenders. Um, I think there's probably question marks about Conza's ability on the ball at times. 
But even that, I think, is is improving. I think he's getting more confident. I think he's he he, he seems happier to play out, and um, and obviously Mings Mings is, is is pretty good at that. The one thing I would say as well, there was certainly a a, a feeling perhaps in in um, during Conza's first couple of years at Villa under Dean Smith, where um, that this idea that Mings was kind of talking him through games, you know, it, Mings was coaching him a bit like he, you know, with Matt Target as well and, <laughs> yeah. and all the rest of it. Mings was in charge of the whole operation really. And I don't get that feeling anymore. You know, I think I feel like Mings does his job. He's pretty focused. Um he's he's he I think his his levels have improved as well. I think he looks really, really good, really solid at the back, really confident. But he I don't get the feeling that he's he's necessarily guiding anyone through games. And I think Konza um just just now is is a is 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 a a very good premier league defender and he he does his job well um whether what will happen when um diego carlos comes back or at any point where sort of emery decides that he wants to sign a center back um of his own then you know there's there might be a bit of difficulty with 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 that partnership but I just feel I I felt the other day I, felt, I when all those silly Maguire links were coming out and I was thinking <laughs> I don't want someone like Harry Maguire to come in and 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 kind of mess with you know a defensive partnership that I've invested three years in <laughs> the club have in, invested three years in you know this is these are these are these are perfectly capable. Um, Premier League centre backs, and in Mings's case, international centre backs. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I kind of like them there at the back. I think they're good, and I think they work. work I think the, the three of them with Martinez as well work really well, and I think that gives them confidence for 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 the the fullbacks. Um, you know, someone like someone new like Moreno coming in knows that he's he's now part of a you know a solid unit. Yeah, I think that there is. There is something to be said for stability, and we have so much flux around the rest of the team. Obviously, all of our all of our forward players that that, that started this Premier League journey with uh, Mings and Konza back in 2019-20, everyone's gone. Trezor's gone. Our wonderful uh, big boy Wesley long gone. Grealish gone. Harahan gone. All of them are gone. So everyone in that forward line is is new or relatively new. Uh, Watkins obviously has been there uh, the longest now in in that forward line, but everyone, absolutely everyone, is gone. So that defence is the only area of the team where we have any semblance of 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 of, of continuity, and and it's Mings and Konza because obviously the other two have gone as well. Uh, Elmo's gone, Gilbert's gone, or very nearly gone. Andy, you'll be pleased as that you have your, your your champagne is is ready to be uncorked when that announcement comes out. Uh, obviously, Matt Target has gone. Uh, he has been now you, usurped at Newcastle by Big Dan Byrne. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's a different story. So it is just them, as you say, in terms of investing years. This is uh, this is them and McGinn. Uh, all we really have left from that kind of um, Suso trolley dash, and Douglas Ruiz, sorry, from that Suso trolley dash in um, in 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 our promotion summer, and um, and you do need continuity. You do need people who understand the club. Yes, you have to replace players to to kick on and move forwards, but you would like to think that even if they're not guaranteed starters, that Mings and Konza would be along for the, for the journey. 
obviously when when um when uh, Emery first came in there were there were strong links to Pau Torres who he had at Villarreal a Spanish international and a, a someone who's a, a rated very very highly but first of all us attracting that level of player is 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 questionable but then you have again the adaptation risk we see plenty of players particularly in particularly from 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 um from a defensive standpoint who, who who sometimes struggle with the physicality and the speed of the Premier League so you could go and spend 50 million pounds on a, on, on a power Torres and yes he is better than Mings and Konza yes 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 don't send me any hate tweets but there's no guarantee in any football transfer that it's going to work out we've just spent 20 20 20 million or so on on Diego Carlos and it's very possible now that, that that transfer doesn't work out, not because Carlos is a bad player, but because he snapped his Achilles in half. And we just don't know whether or not he's going to return to any kind of um, be able to return to the level that he was at before. So there's no guarantees in football transfers, but we do have some so- solidari- solidarity there. Jesus, mm-hmm. that's hard for me to say. And and it would be nice to see, even if they're not starters, again, if they can be kept as part of the project, if they if they want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose there might be issues with, you know, whether whether certainly someone like Mings wants to move on and, you know, he's he's coming into his 30s now and I don't think he's ever signed a new contract at Villa, has he? So um, I think he's, he's, he's either got six or 18 months to go. I think it, it must be 18 months, otherwise we'd have heard more about it, I think. But he's, um, you know, I just think they're both so important. They, they provide a real... A real, a real platform, and it's it's just great to see Konza coming back um, to to that to that level that he was at before. And he's still quite young. He's still got a lot of for for a centre back. He's probably still got a good a good uh, five or six years till his peak, really. So um, you know that that's that it's all positive signs, and I think he's going to be a, a you know hopefully um, a really good uh, a really good player for us for a number of years. So. Um, I just did want to mention him, but he was he was very much part of that sort of um, that that solidity at the end, and they I thought they really kind of kept their cool, particularly after what happened with um, with Stevenish the week before. I thought they yeah, they, they, they really stuck to their task, and you know, I, if, if I might, this isn't in the notes. If I might squeeze in some 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 breaking news in terms of our defenders, there's something really interesting going on with uh, Kane Kessler Hayden. <laughs> So uh, 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 Huddersfield released a a uh, a a release, a press release, I guess, saying that they terminated Kane Kessler Hayden's loan, and Villa replied with their own press release saying, and I quote: "Aston Villa can confirm Kane Kessler Hayden has been recalled from his loan spell at Huddersfield Town." So I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Either way, it's, it's semantics because either way, he's back at Aston Villa. Um, but it's interesting. It's one of those you can't fire me. I I quit. I remember having a similar thing with Yannick Balassi. You remember in the uh, in the uh, in the promotion season, it was there was there was two kind of narratives out there. Did Dean Smith kick him out, or did he ask to leave? Who knows? But either way, uh, Kessler Hayden is is back at Villa. If he has been recalled, Andy, do you think this is to facilitate another loan move, or do you think this is to cover potentially the injuries to Cash? I think Cash's injuries isn't too bad, but uh, Ludwig Augustinsson is potentially out. Luca Dean could be potentially out if you're saying he's in a in a sling. Is this to add some some numbers to fallback or you think he's just going to head straight back on loan? 
Well, no, I think it could be the it could be the first option initially in the short term. I remember a similar thing happened last year. He he was on loan, I think, at Swindon, um, and he came back for the January window, sat on the bench a couple of times, and then went off on on um, on loan again um, to MK Dons, I think, and. Um, it was almost like they they called him back to have a look at him and and just to kind of cover a little bit um whilst they um sorted things out and obviously you know things did did sort of change around a little bit at that time as well um but yeah very possibly i mean at the moment i think matt cash is injured uh luca dean's injured uh augustinson is injured or on his way back there were rumors he's on his way back um so things things are possibly looking a little bit a little bit um short in those areas uh, in the fullback areas so it might be that they've just called him back just to cover a little bit um in the next couple of weeks obviously if he plays he he'll have to stay then because he can't play for for three clubs in in a season um but uh you know they might be just just having a look and seeing whether he's someone that they can have in reserve um Rather than having to sign someone else if they need to, or um, waiting to see what 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 kind of um, what kind of situation it is with with Luca Dean and Matt Cash, and you know it makes it makes perfect sense. He's our player, and he's a very good player, very talented player. It's just whether he's ready to be thrust into the uh, into the Premier League, um, you know, because he hasn't played an awful lot at Huddersfield really. Yeah, I just saw 15 appearances, um, which considering the championship Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday is not not an awful lot, in all fairness. No, no. no. But um, no, it's an interesting one, so we'll see how that goes. And obviously, the one I, I thought we might bring uh, Tim Irugbunam back um, from QPR, but uh, maybe they've decided that it's better for him to, to be playing games because um, he's quite settled and having a good loan spell, I believe. Um well, you need to keep these loan players with the ex-filler managers if possible, or ex-filler assistants. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, keep keep it in but, the family. <laughs> but uh, relating to 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 transfers, obviously, um, great to have Alex Moreno on board. A um, couple of links from last week really was the you you mentioned earlier, Matteo Guendouzi. Um, another Marseille midfielder, Jordan Veritu's there as well, isn't he? Um, to, hey. to, to further those links, imagine if, imagine if he he's he might be the next one to to make a an astonishing return to to Villa Park. Um, but we were linked. We have been linked linked with Guendouzi, ex Arsenal midfielder. I think signed by Emery um, for Arsenal previously. Um, now with Marseille, as I say, and they're talking about an asking price of anywhere between twenty-five and fifty million. Um, so not, not not sure, um, not sure where we're at with that really. Um, there's also still talk of various winger or forwards um, being discussed uh, last week with Delafeo and and, and Ishmael Assar. Um and we are still still obviously linked with Dan Juma from Villarreal, uh, again previously managed by Emery. Um, apparently he's available on loan um, Everton and Bournemouth I believe are interested in him as well um, and there might be possible outgoings Morgan Sanson to Montpellier who we played for before and the aforementioned Frederick Gilbert uh, possibly going back to Strasbourg um, 
once his contract has been uh, terminated finally. Um, <laughs> but um, on Gwendouzi, obviously you've got the inside track with your your mate, uh, the, the Marseille fan, who's a regular mention on this podcast. Um, is is this the type of player that Villa Villa need at the moment? Is he is he the kind of profile of player who would be useful? Do you think for Villa? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because he's he's better than what we have in 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 the squad. He's a better central midfield player than than John McGinn. He's a better central midfield player, certainly than um, than Marvelous Nakamba. He's a better defensive midfield player than Leandro Dendonka. Uh, is he better than Luis or Kamara? Kamara definitely not, but I would say he's, he's comparable to Luis. So immediately he improves your level. He improves your level and he gives you more options. Let's remember that Kamara can also play centre-half, talking about if you want a ball playing centre-half. I know we just talked about Konza and his, his, his joy, but if you wanted to move move Kamara back, um, I mean, I wouldn't move him anywhere. He's, 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 he's doing wonderful things. But if you did want to, you could consider doing that um, and 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 bring Gwendouzi into the centre. You also have the option then of, of bringing Gwendouzi into partner Kamara and maybe push Douglas Oui to, to the wide place. But also I think it ties in with, with the Luca Dean and Moreno stuff. Part of this, which we, we still struggle to get our head around, I think generally as a fan base, is the idea that we may have some strength in depth and maybe it's not a starting 11 anymore. We really struggle with that concept, I think, because, you know, we, I, there's lots of hand-wringing and, and, and pearl-clutching whenever we sign a player. And it's like, well, where's he going to play? How does he fit into our starting it, It's not just about the starting 11. As we can see, we need to build a squad. And Emery is expert at building squads, and sometimes it's going to be horses for courses. Sometimes you're going to see Matty Cash come on as a right midfielder. You know, it was very effective, for example, away against Tottenham. Not so effective at home against Wolves. However, it just shows that, there's, that, that Emery has different ideas and different systems and different thoughts, and that he needs... A, a a varied group of, of players to do that. To quote Emery himself, he needs different profiles. And we have lots of very similar, samey, samey kind of players. And Gwendouzi really impressed me for Arsenal. I think he's a born winner. I also think he's a bit of a a uh, bit of a wind-up merchant for the other other side. He's a bit nasty, and we need that. I think sometimes we're a bit nice, we're a bit too friendly, a bit too smiley at Aston Villa. So to have someone who's got that bit of edge, I think, would be a wonderful signing. The only problem I have with it is the reported fee. I think it's very difficult when you see that he, he just signed for Marseille last summer for around um, 9 or £10 million pounds to then think we're going to quadruple that number kind of seven or eight months later that. I find a little bit difficult because it seems like um, you know you just you just feel like you've been not not that you're being cheated or robbed or anything, but you just feel it's like ah it's like ah well how have we missed the boat on that one? Obviously, we had a different manager in charge, so I understand Gerard probably wasn't interested in Guendouzi, and probably you're going to make that money back in spades anyway when uh, Kamara goes to Real Madrid. But just <laughs> for the moment. Um, 40 million, I think, would be would be would be too high. But I do like the player, and I would love to see him at Aston Villa. Absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely that that sort of player. I think you've mentioned him, you know, previously. I have. I, sort of... I wanted him. I wanted him in the summer. I wanted him when he was leaving Arsenal. I was yeah. like, this is exactly the kind of guy we should we should go get. Yeah, yeah, and he certainly has, like you say, that that nasty streak to him. Um, and he's so young still. He's, he's you know, when you consider. Um, he's only 22, 23 and he's been playing, you know, 
at the top level really he was he was play, starting for arsenal the age of 17 18 you know you know this is a guy with an awful lot of experience alongside obviously his quality he's been around french a bit, international think. as well he, he he started one of the games in the world cup for france obviously who slayed england and world cup finalists france so no no over 100 over 100 premier league appearances and as you say very young so there's there's really a lot a lot to like, and um, also I, I I saw people sharing about um, about some really nice things that 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 Gwendouzi had to say about about working with Emery. So there's that relationships there already. So there is that as well. It it it, it pays to have someone. We talk about adaptation risk all the time. To have someone who already has a relationship with the manager, to have someone who already has over 100 games in the Premier League without being 31 years old and at the end of the line, like some of our other signings, it's, it's, it reduces that adaptation risk dramatically. And, and, and that can only be a good thing, but even so, the, the fee. <laughs> yeah. Mark also mentioned last week, he, he kind of put it really well. He said, you know, if, if, if Emery wants a player... Um, you don't. We don't really need to know why. Um, we just need to know <laughs> yeah. that Emery wants him because he knows, particularly when it's a player that he's worked with before, because he he knows what exactly what he's bringing and exactly how he wants to use him in different circumstances. So it's not really about um, the name or the or what we know about a player. It's about what Emery thinks that player can bring to our to our squad, and that's that's. The most important thing to to think, really. So, um, and that goes for that the same. That's the, we. You know, he was talking about Moreno at that time, but this goes for Guendouzi. It goes for anyone else that 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 Emery chooses that he wants to he wants to bring in um, in the next couple of windows. So I think it's uh, I think it's great. I mean, what about the uh, the wide area? Obviously, a few players have been mentioned: um, Delafeo, Ishmael Lassar, and um, and Danjuma now, um, you know. Do you think? Do you think? You know, where where would your kind of preferences be in terms of that? And you know, is it about also about whether these players can kind of cover different positions as well um, in the forward well, line? Yeah, I I think the, the the them covering being able to cover up front is really important because we're now down to the bare bones to uh, to, to to use a, an old Harry Redknapp phrase. Um, Ollie Watkins went off injured doesn't seem like it's a particularly serious injury but you only have Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings available up front um, and if one of those is out probably more likely with Ings than Watkins because Ings just isn't as durable and if uh, you, you're, you're really struggling then because then the next person in line is probably one of the lads from the under 23 team um, which might be a challenge in, in Premier League football so Probably we need someone who can cover a front position as well. Um, I think that that Delafeo, I always looked a bit patchy to me, but maybe he's matured. Dan Juma is not someone who who excites me, but I'm willing to 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 go with the uh, Jarobi doctrine here and say, hey, if if it's good enough for Emery, it's good enough for me. Yeah, well, I think he has. Is he worked with both those players previously? Um, so he knows what he's getting, and certainly with Dan Juma, who had had a you know relatively ordinary kind of spell with Bournemouth, um, and then went on to be a you know a, a Champions League semi finalist with 
Emery at Villarreal. So there's obviously something there, isn't there? And I know Jan, Dan Juma has, has again, you know, talked very glowingly about working with Emery. Um, it's interesting that he's available for loan. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know what you know what Villarreal's circumstances are, but that seems he seems like one of their better players and potentially available for loan. So, you know, we'll, it could be we'll see. It could be an FFP sleight of hand, so that the fee is registered one year instead of another financial year. Sometimes that stuff kind of happens. Yeah. Um, West Brom used to do that for years. Remember, we rented. We borrowed, um, loaned, is the what I'm looking for here. We loaned Curtis Davis and yeah. then signed him the following year. And I think that's something West Brom did for years. So I think it might be a little bit, a little bit of that skullduggery. A name that hasn't been linked to, I threw into the group chat earlier before I got shouted down, bullied actually almost by, by both Andy and Daniel, was uh, Adama Troyore, who is <laughs> a former Villa star and is available on, on a free at the end of, uh, end of the season. Wouldn't even have to move house, has already played for Villa before. Uh, bags of Premier League experience, but then I actually pulled up Adama's uh, numbers and they are <laughs> absolutely horrific. <laughs> they are horrific. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like really bad. Like you would look at his numbers in terms of goals and assists and think, and think that he's a centre-half. It's one or two a season in the Premier League, like that. Like like that is it. Yeah. So maybe I was maybe I was wrong on that. Even on a free transfer, maybe Adama isn't the answer. I just thought maybe Unai could whisper some sweet nothings into his ear and turn him into the player that we all hoped he could be. But maybe at twenty six, uh, maybe the maybe maybe that's yeah, uh, no, I think a pipe dream. Look, who knows? Who knows? And as we say, if Emery wants him, then fine. Um, but yeah, I think uh, he doesn't. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, what a player he was when he when he played for Villa in that awful season. <laughs> but he he was he was so fast. I mean, I I, I I've never seen a player run that quickly um, with or without the ball. I I just thought he was tremendous, and you know, so disappointing that we ended up getting relegated and. And then obviously lost him, but you know he's he's um, he's not really kicked on. He's not really developed in a way um, that would uh, would make him a viable option. I don't think. Um, I think his best um, opportunity was maybe to go when he was linked to Spurs, and there was talk that Conte wanted to use him as a as a right wing back. And, and maybe Nuno, that have... Nuno was going to take him with oh, him. Nuno, Nuno, yeah, Nuno, yeah. Nuno's yeah. the only one that's ever got a tune out of him. To be fair, yeah. Um, yeah. No one else really has, so maybe maybe Adama's best going wherever Nuno goes next. Whenever yeah. Nuno gets another job, possibly, possibly there might be a few jobs coming up in the near future. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there will. <laughs> Sean Dyche is uh, chomping at the bit at the moment. He is. He's <laughs> clear. He's clearing his raspy throat as we speak. <laughs> he was at uh, Nottingham Forest and Leicester the other day. I noticed um, he popped up on the screen. So he's he's yeah, he's, he's getting around. He's and, a, yeah. yeah, keeping people honest. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, um, obviously another another club that he could have easily gone to um, is Southampton, and that's who who Villa travel to next um, on uh, on Saturday afternoon, three o'clock kickoff. Craig, uh, wonders will never cease, um, and they've had a, a, a really rough start, um, bad season really, and obviously Hassan Hurtle was was sacked. Um, Nathan Jones has come in and, and, and found it really, really difficult to get a, a tune out of the, the players initially, but they knocked Man City out of the cup last week. 
um, with an excellent performance and then went to Everton for a big six-pointer um, at the weekend and and uh, and got the win. James Ward-Prowse obviously is leading the charge for them to two really good goals at the weekend. Um, Villa probably would be without uh, Dendonka again, uh, still suspended and McGinn's injured. Um, Luca Dean um, almost certainly will, will be missing as well. Um, and there are doubts uh, continuing over Matt Cash and, and Ollie Watkins potentially. Um, as is traditional for Villa, we seem to be playing uh, Southampton or any team really at the wrong time. Um, but it's certainly um, points I think that Emery will will be targeting um, to stay in touch um, of that top half really, and 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 uh, to make a you know keep us in mid table. Um, what changes, if any, would you be making for this one, and how do we stop the Saints' resurgence? Well, you stop. You don't give away any stupid fouls outside your box for for the first thing. Um, James Ward-Prowse has um, quite incredible dead ball capabilities, not only in terms of shooting, but also in terms of in terms of um, in terms of creating from both corners and and wide set pieces, which we've been on the end of. I think uh, there was a famous one when Old Vestergaard was being marked by. John McGinn <laughs> and just, just comfortably nodded in a goal while John McGinn, you know, did, did, did not have the physical capacity, it's fair to say, to compete with big, big Vestergaard. And uh, yeah, so obviously no, no cheap fouls, no, free, no cheap free kicks. Southampton are struggling still. They have had a little bit of a turnaround, but let's be fair to Southampton. They are bottom of the league still. They are a poor, poor team. Um, this is a team that have been really ravaged over the years. I think James Ward-Prowse is probably the only viable player that they've kept hold of. Vestergaard as, as, as was, was a decent player for them, gone. You go back to the old days, Lana, Van Dijk, uh, Wanyama, Danny Ings. We, we, we took any, anyone, play, anyone playing well at Southampton gets, gets poached very, very quickly. The only one they've able, been able to hold on to is, is James Ward-Prowse, who Dean Smith was allegedly interested in signing in his final summer with the club. But um, this is the team that are at bottom of the league. They have only won one of their last five league games. So even though their confidence will be lifted, certainly by that wonderful performance against Man City in the Cup, they did labour to beat Everton, who are also absolutely terrible. So we should be able to go there full of full of confidence. The key is that we have the better players, but if you let James Ward-Prowse have any kind of access to your goal, you're asking for trouble. Um, it doesn't matter if you've got the world world champion uh, goalkeeper in there. It, 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 he, he scored against Martinez before and he could score against Martinez again. So I think that has to be your strategy try and do what we've done to Leeds there get an early goal get the get the get the 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 confidence which will be brittle try and try and poke holes in that confidence and and, and hopefully we can come out with a, a a a nice win away at Southampton which hasn't really been a happy hunting ground for us is it no no we don't um, we don't tend to win there i can't remember the last time um oh, we possibly picked up a during the the um the behind closed doors season i think we we did we a 1-0 one one uh, Ross Barkley uh, header, I believe. Which was a um, yeah, which was back to the wall stuff. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think Martinez made about fifteen saves in that game. Um, yeah, but it was it was it's certainly not been a not been a, a you know a place that we go and, and win at 
I've always thought Southampton, even when they were at the Dell, just difficult place, difficult to go and to go and beat them um, at their place. Um, certainly was for us. I think other other teams have managed it quite well, um, but uh, never somewhere I'd I'd expect to win. But I do kind of feel like you know we need to start backing up our results, our good results. Now we have got a couple of um, you know the, the 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 couple of more winnable fixtures, I suppose, over the next couple of weeks, and then it gets a little bit a bit more tricky again. Um, so this is certainly one where we need the three points. Um, you know, no no real excuses here. We should be going and, and, and beating Southampton, like you say, they are on a bit of a bit of an upward tra- trajectory, but they've beaten. Southampton are bottom, but there's no doubt that the worst team in the league at the moment are Everton, and and um, you know they 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 just sort of scrape past them really. So we should be going there. Do you think there's a theme here with giving former England great international midfielders without too much experience Premier League jobs? Is there <laughs> well, some kind of pattern? I don't possibly. know. I think there's a pattern at Everton generally of. Um, Making bad decisions, I think that they're, they're so similar, so many parallels to to when Aston Villa were circling the drain under under Randy Lerner um, all those years ago, and eventually just went down because we we didn't have. Speaking the... of Everton and bad decisions, uh, I know we've moved on from the transfer a bit, but I just wanted to get your thoughts, Andy, quickly. Um, reports that Everton are are had a loan bid for Ings rejected. Reports they may come back in with a. With an offer, Southampton apparently also looking at him as well as Palace and, and uh, Bournemouth. If someone came in with a sizable offer for Danny Ings, let's say fifteen million plus, what what would you do? Well, I think you've got to let him go for anything like that. The only time no. I wouldn't really let him go would be um, would be for like on loan, you know, because um, we've What's got no point? one else. We've got no one else to. I mean, if we, if we went out and signed signed a you know centre forward. And I don't mean a, you know, a wide, you know, Delafeo or a Danjuma, you know, an actual centre forward. Then, I I would let him go on loan, but he can't go anywhere until, until um, uh, we have someone else um to replace him because we've only got Ollie Watkins and we'd be back in that ridiculous situation we were in two years ago <laughs> where. You know, you had to he, play he had every to, minute he, of every game. He played every yeah, exactly, and and that's you know, I I don't know whether he's in. You know, he'd be able to do that now. So, you I know. mean, we do have we do we do have forwards that we could recall. We do have Keenan Davis. We do have Wesley. Second mention for him. <laughs> we do have Louis Barry. We do have Philogene Bedes. Finazaz, attacking midfielder. I think Aaron Ramsey's back, but he's injured. So there are. If we needed just a warm body. I'm not saying that these are viable options. If we just needed a warm body to to fill out the squad and back up Watkins for the rest of the season, assuming that's in addition to the wide kind of forward signing, we could presumably let 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 Ings go if the money was right. Yeah, I think if there was a reasonable offer, then you'd you'd have to consider it because you know otherwise we we're not getting anything for him um, in a, in the, you know a year or two's time. So. Well, only eighteen months left on his deal, Andy. So yeah. this is yeah. So you know, th- there might be just enough desperation in Everton or Southampton to to push them into the, into something like that. But other than that, it could no, be like a game of chicken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they want it, <laughs> the closer we get to January thirtieth, <laughs> if they or want, whatever it is, February first. If, if I mean, they're both desperate for goal scorers. 
you know, and if they're desperate enough, they'll 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 pay up, um, and that then that's fine. But I wouldn't be letting him go on loan unless we've got someone to replace him because he's still vital for us in in many ways because he will top score scorer in all. Yeah, he is top scorer. Yeah, so you know, even though he doesn't play more often than not, he doesn't start. You know, I, I think um, he's really important. Um, he's still a very good finisher, um, and I'd rather have him than than not. So um, uh, no. Yeah, I'd sell him. Right. <laughs> I'd sell him, but only if we got someone else. Sell, sell, sell. All right. Um, um, I would also sell him. I would yeah. also sell him um, for that for those uh, for those um, for those for those for those reasons that you stated, and also because I think that it was probably in retrospect not a very good buy. So if you if you can mitigate that kind of big outlay, I think we paid twenty five million for him. If we could get anything like fifteen back, I think it would be good business because realistically. He struggles to finish ninety minutes now. He's he's really puffing and blowing, uh, and doesn't very often play ninety minutes. And also, I think he'd do quite well. I think he'd score goals back at Southampton next to Che Adams. I think he'd also score goals next to Calvert Lewin. I think if he's got that big man next to him helping him out, you know, I think he'd, he'd be great. And he would for for those for those teams, he he could pay for himself. Think about one hundred twenty million worth of TV money on the line. You you, you put fifteen twenty into D- Danny Ings to guarantee your survival. It's um, happy days all round. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very possibly it might might work out for everyone, but I think we need to we would need to to make sure we had someone else um, someone else in as well. Um, so, what are you saying for this one? What uh, what are you going for? Score wise, three one Aston Villa. Three one Aston Villa. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. for. I'll go for a nice another nice two nil away win. Nice and comfortable um, for this one. So, uh, yeah, let's hope so. We need to start start backing up these uh, these results and going on a little bit of a winning run. I think um, would be nice. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me again, Craig. Great great to have you back on, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, if you're going to Southampton on Saturday, have a have a great day. Um, bring the points back. Um, and we'll be back next week um, to look ahead to the blank weekend in the FA Cup and to review that game uh, at the weekend um, and maybe look at seeing if we've got any more transfers over the line by that point. Um, But until then, stay safe and up the villa.